Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's survival show. Helping you do what you can with what you have where you are. This is a practical show done by a practical guy like me. You'll probably notice that I don't go tinfoil hat on you. And my guests that I have on this show, they don't go off into tinfoil hat survival either. You know, all that kind of stuff... I don't know about you, but that kind of frustrates me. I like to keep things rooted in common sense. So, this podcast is yet another group of listeners and forum participants and people who are really partners in this show with me, so to speak. Mexican Joe, Super Dave, and Amazon Prepper. Um, The last episode, Amazon Prepper and Joe talked about prepping for hurricanes. This episode's kind of cool because they review last year. And since we have just started a new year, it's important that we kind of look back. I kind of think that looking back is important. I don't think you should live in the past. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm not a big big fan of living in the past. Because the past is a bucket of ashes. You can't do anything with it. You might as well just throw it out. You know, my mentor taught me that many many years ago and i gotta tell you sometimes i'm tempted to look into the past and sometimes i'm tempted to live the past and i have to stop myself and say bob don't do that but i think it's important from a prepping standpoint and from a self-reliance standpoint that we look a little bit into the past and see what we accomplished what we did and what we can improve on in the year 2015 i hope that some of you have made some new goals for the new year i'm not real big on new year's resolutions but i guess that's kind of what you could call them and i hope that you can stick to your goals and i hope that listening to this episode right here helps you stick to some of your prepping goals And I want you to know that I'm going to listen to this for the first time just like you are listening to it now. So there won't be a conclusion from me. I'm in the uh, mobile studio right now headed out to an appointment. Not a business appointment because I'm actually taking some time off of work while I go through all my cancer treatments and everything. But I am headed to an appointment. So when I get out of the appointment, I'm going to listen to this for the very first time just like you. So there won't be a conclusion. I'm just going to... You're going to hear the um, the exit music right after this episode gets done. I, I, so let me go ahead and say this right now. As you know, I don't fill up these episodes with a bunch of sponsors. I've listened to podcasts like that before, and that frustrates me, and it's just not something I'm going to do, because I don't want you to be listening to, you know, anywhere from 6 to 12 minutes worth of commercials, like I've heard out there. So, this podcast gets supported by generous listeners like you, and there's really, there are some expenses that I have to put out there each and every month to keep this going and bring you some good info. One way you can support this show, if you feel so inclined, is to go to my website, todayssurvival.com. That's todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that address. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, use my Amazon store. I get a little bit of a percentage, a little bit of a commission back from Amazon when you do that. Okay? So... That's one way you can do it. You can also invest in my Survival Champions Club podcasts. I've got a collection of, oh, about eight or ten podcasts on various different subjects. And if you go to todayssurvival.com, you'll see what, you'll, you'll kind of get a description of all the Survival Champions Club podcasts available. They've never been aired on this show before. They're $25 each, or you can buy the whole collection for 75 So that's another way that you can support my show. Go to todayssurvival.com, look at the right-hand side, you'll see the Survival Champions Club. You can also get involved in 
building this team, this this prepping team that we have. And that's kind of the way I look like to look at it. Everybody who listens to this show, I kind of consider you a friend of mine, even though I've never personally met some of you. You can join the forum. Go to todayssurvival.com, join the forum, click the forum button. But you have to do me a favor. If you join the forum, I'm trying to keep spammers out. So what I need you to do is send me an email at bob at todayssurvival.com. Send me an email and say, hey, Bob, I joined the forum. Here's my username, and would you please approve my account? Once you do that, uh, in less than 24 hours, I'll approve your account, and you can start talking with other listeners and conversing on our forum. It's a small forum, but it's a very well-controlled bunch of nice people that have some really good things to say about staying more prepared. Because I, I really believe in that, you know. Most of you know I like to shoot, and I'm also a firearms trainer. I do another podcast, if you like to listen about guns. I do one called the Handgun World Podcast. That's over at www.handgunworld.com, and it can also be found in iTunes, just like this show. But that's all I do is talk about guns over there. But, you know, there's a lot more to prepping than just guns. There's a lot more to staying prepared in your life, common sense preparedness, than just firearms. So... I try to keep that a little bit out of this show, although, you know, you can't help talking about that, because if you do own firearms, that means you probably, most likely, there's a very good chance that you're a prepper of some kind, even if you only own firearms just for hunting. But if you like gun-specific stuff, go to handgunworld.com, search for the Handgun World podcast on iTunes. And speaking of iTunes, by the way, if you don't mind, would you go to iTunes and give me a review on this show? Let me know what you think of today's survival show. If you're a Handgun World podcast listener, let me know what you think of that podcast, too. Um, go over to that iTunes feed and throw up an iTunes review. It's a, it's a good way for new listeners that are searching for podcasts to see what other people like you think. But join the forum, send me that email, and let me know you, that you did. And please continue to support today's survival show so I can keep putting it out there. It's not on a regular weekly basis right now like it used to be, obviously, because of what I'm going through right now. But with good help from people like Mexican Joe and Dave and Amazon Prepper, like you're going to hear on this episode, and Mark the Newf and several other people who have contributed, um, Dave... Uh, uh, yeah, I already mentioned Dave, Mexican Joe and Dave, and Fighter Doc. Fighter Doc also um, has contributed a lot on this. So thank you to everybody. I appreciate that. Okay, well, here we go. Here's the three-person podcast coming up on a 2014 year in review, and I think you'll gain something out of this, and I'll catch you next time. I'm Bob Main. Thank you. All right, Mexican Joe, Northeast Texas Preppers back again. Help Bob out with some more podcasts. Um, this is our year in review podcast. Um, we did this, I believe, last year. I don't remember the podcast number with Bob. But we like to review what we got accomplished last year versus what our goals are for this next year. Um, I'd like uh, to actually tag that tag that last podcast so we can see what we're, where we were versus where we're going and what we got done this year. Okay, so again, uh, I'm Mexican Joe, and my one of my guest speakers tonight is... Super Dave. And we have... Amazon. Amazon, okay. So the three of us are going to do this together because now we are kind of the dynamic trio. Uh, we're all kind of got our own stuff going on, but we're trying to help each other out and kind of got a good team thing going here. So um, I guess I'll start off... Um, 
I think last year, on the upside, I got up to 30-some buckets. Um, I think I got my pantry done, um, completed to where I have my storage food. That's kind of on the upside. On the downside was I got frustrated last year because my garden didn't do as well as I wanted it to. Um, I had a lot of kill-off from bobcats and raccoons and stuff on my chickens. Um, like I said, my rabbits, they did okay. Um, we did get a guy that brings in gear for us, uh, camo clothing and other kind of military gear. So we've kind of networked that. We've gained that. Um, but I guess one of my downsides of last year was I kept getting frustrated because I was having to do everything on my own. Uh, so that's, that's, that's my year in a nutshell. Um, oh, and I've, I've had two vehicles go down and I've been fighting with vehicles staying up. So, uh, there's me. What do you got, Dave? Well, I said I was going to start a garden last year and that I did. And did my windowsill seed starting with the egg crates, learning from stuff that you had going on in the, uh, in the patio room out here. And, Anyway, had uh, got a really, really. I think I probably had probably about a five percent loss out of everything I planted, which was minimal. Um, my garden exploded, and as the first garden, I've really, really buckled down and done. And, and my wife was out there with me, and and the only problem we found out and learning experience was Texas weeds, and we had a kind of a wet summer. Yeah. Now, now, one of the things that I want to jump in here and throw in there for those of you who may not have heard some of the ways we do things is, one, Dave built a house inside a metal building. And how deep are your windows? Uh, they're about 10 inches deep. Well, about, well, they're 11, about 11 and a half. Okay, so he's got these really on. deep window sills, and I think that's a really big plus. The other thing is what we do is we take an 18-count egg carton, we cut the top away from the bottom, and then we take the the bottom and we take a, a toothpick and we poke a hole or two in the bottom of each egg area. Therefore, when you water them or you, we try to spray them down with a spray bottle, the water can seep out. But then you set the bottom tray inside the upper tray so it holds the water. So then your plants can turn around and get them back. Okay, so so go ahead. What I, and what I found out with that technique, with a little bit of experimentation, is I found it actually filling the bottom up. Uh, instead of spraying the top, uh, was more effective because I was getting problems with, with fungus and stuff growing on top with with some of the stuff with the soil. And I heard I'd heard on 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 some of the podcasts too that one of the things is that you want the water to come in from the bottom, right? Because that will drive your roots down. Right. A lot of people water from the top, so the water the roots are all surface roots. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it 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 really so that that was a method that I kind of discovered on my own, and then. Uh, Got out there and got after moving the dirt and tilling it and got me a, what I thought was a really good, really good spot. Turned out to be an excellent spot. Um, was very fortunate in the fact I never even did a soil sample. I just planted. I just ran with it. And my garden, I had 20, I guess 25 tomato plants and all of them were five foot tall. And the ones that I started from seed, from seed, were the ones that did better than the ones I bought because I I'd experimented by buying some at the nursery. Right, right. And the ones that I did with by seed yielded more tomatoes 
than the nursery ones. Okay, and how big was how big was your garden? It was uh, sixteen by thirty. Sixteen by thirty, and you used what type of? You did T posts and fence, basically to keep the dogs out. Right, I kept the labs out because they just they see fresh dirt and they've got to dig holes. So I fenced it off with just basically some cheap goat wire. I got up at a tractor supply and and uh, uh, you know just kind of made me a little makeshift gate get in and out of there. And, and you know when things were starting, uh, I was watering basically daily. Um, and then we started getting the rain, so I was able to taper it off to where I only have to water about twice a week, if if that. And uh, we got through through the year, and as things were growing, I started gathering. I, I, the only thing I failed at with, with seed planting was peppers. For some reason, they just didn't like the potting soil and the stuff that I was using, and they, I just couldn't get them to take. So I went ahead and planted peppers. And what that in turn did is the way I planted them along with the tomatoes, alongside the tomatoes, I got a little bit of a, a cross-pollination because all of a sudden I had all these bees showing up on my garden. And I was really happy about that. And they were cross-pollinating some of the stuff. And I actually had some tomatoes that turned out with, some, with a little bit of bite. And I'm not a big tomato fan, but i got a lot of friends that are. And I had so many tomatoes. My countertops, any of you guys are that are on my personal Facebook, saw some of the pictures I put up, and some of them made it over to Northeast Texas Preppers, my countertops were constantly full of vegetables. I mean, I, I just, I'm running out of places to put them. I'm giving them away and, and everything else. I mean, I had a very, very productive year. And you guys, you guys just went like totally ate crazy on purple hole peas. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't plant those. They were coming along to about June. It's getting hot. Well, I had one row of my garden that was it had a really really uh, dominant vein of red clay and I went man I don't know what I'm going to get to grow here well my house that I have in town uh, my property out there I had at least a local farmer and I noticed the pl the the soil out there had a lot of a clay like appearance to it and purple hole peas were going nuts I'm like well you know this guy has been farming since 19 forgotten so you know, he's obviously got, knows what he's doing, so I, I went in there, I'm like, you know, I just direct sowed my purple hole pea seeds. They went nuts. I could not keep up with them. And this was in June when I planted, and we were yielding purple hole peas for days. I've got bags of those uh, put up, and uh, <clears throat> I was very, very pleased with that outcome. The only one that I really, really took a loss on was my corn. I try, I try to I try to row corn, and the issue I had with that was the fire ants. And of course, I'm trying natural stuff. I'm like, you know, I heard maybe grits work. Yeah, grits don't work. They make ants fat. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 destroyed my corn. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to uh, address that at a different angle this year. It's just it's all it's all about learning. Is going out there trying the biggest battles that we had because my both my wife and I work full time is 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 the weeds keep keeping up with the weeds and with the rain that we had this last summer the weeds uh, we know soon get some pulled and we had just a ton more so I've got a game plan together for this year's garden to where I want to keep that a little bit better under control I want to put netting down and, and uh, go that route because I noticed my buddy <clears throat> uh, he does does a lot of prepping, and he's got his garden just turned out outstanding. 
also he he put that black netting down and he didn't have that problem yeah see that's what and i remember last year we talked about it and that first year that we did a garden here we went with 30 by maybe a hundred garden yeah and we absolutely could not get control yeah. of it and once the weeds hit it it was it was a lost cause oh, yeah. and we didn't get hardly anything out of it so yeah yeah smaller so now yours was very i remember yours from the summer yours was smaller but very intense mm -hmm. i mean you just you damn near couldn't walk in there Oh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was, I had planted stuff. I kind of looked at my spacing and stuff on the seed packets. Well, I followed the directions, and basically I had a tomato shrub row going down one row. I mean, it was, I had a mix of uh, basically your Creole tomatoes and, and my uh, uh, beef steaks and whatever the, the, the seeds that I had planted in the house and mm -hmm. started those out. And uh, then I had the bell peppers um and i had some peter peppers which are about seven on the scoville list of hot which joe's dad found out about yeah my dad great. my dad can pretty much drink straight gasoline and he eats really hot stuff on everything and so we brought some over and this is a really funny story Oh yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead and tell the story about about the Peter Peppers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, they were. I got them at at the nursery. They were just about shut down, and there was two packs of these. And I've been reading about peppers, and and I'm like, okay, I've, I know these are pretty hot, and and I, I like salsa, you know, and and, and that type of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just get. They were a dollar fifty for a six pack, you know. Can't last, lose. You can't lose. I'm like, I'll get three bucks. Okay. Go home and I plant them. You know, I called Joe up and Joe, Joe grabs a couple, couple plants, you know, and I put, I put the 10 down in my garden. And at first they started out real small, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, what well, picked all those and the plants just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the peppers were, were getting about the size of my thumb, if not a little bit bigger. And they're starting to get, you know get some get some size to them and next thing i know i'm picking these things and i'm like okay i'm not brave enough to eat one of these so i'm gonna go to joe's house and joe's dad's gonna be the guinea pig this has been on my bucket list for years to make joe's dad break a sweat eating a pepper you gotta make papa joe cry and so i bring these peppers over here and we're all like okay let's Who's going to try this? Well, of course, Papa Joe's like, you know, he steps up the plate and he eats. He takes a bite off the end of one. Yeah, they're okay. I looked at him like, really? Now, hang on, now, hang on. Now, you got to describe the pepper because three or four people took a bite off that one pepper. Right. Well, that was started off Papa Joe. Okay, and he got what end of the pepper? He got the very end of it. And what color was it? It was green. Right. Okay. Okay, this, this pepper was turning red and into orange. So... Then uh, Karen eats, it takes a bite of it, and she gets she gets a bite of it. She's like, "Yeah, this has got a good flavor. You know, this isn't too bad." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? These are supposed to be hot." So I'm like, "All right." So I'm now I'm into the seeds. Okay, Karen got a little bit of the seeds. I'm into the seeds. I take a big old bite because hey, if they're not screaming, then I'm not going to be either. <clears throat> Wrong well, answer. And hang on, hang on, hang on. Dad took a bite, walked back in, and sat back down on the couch. 
Mm-hmm. Karen took a bite. She got just a. She got she got green, and just a little bit of where it was starting to turn pinkish. You know, going into orange and red. Well, Dave, within like twenty seconds, he takes a bite. He gets quite a little, quite a bit more color. Well, I'm, I'm into the red. Right. Yeah. Well, in the twenty seconds it took for Dave to take that pepper, Dave to take a bite. Karen's rounding through the pantry and into the kitchen, right about the time Dave chomps down, and I hear Karen say, whoops, there it is. It was on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> so about that point, I'm, I'm, I'm now absorbing pepper, and I'm like, okay, this is going to hurt. And about that point, when Karen said that, it was probably 10 seconds. I ran into the kitchen, and I'm shoving bread, sugar, anything, anything that I think could cool this off, and Dave, it lasted for 45 minutes. Dave looked like a Labrador in a bucket of water. He was he had the he had the sink running, and he was splashing water, not just into his mouth, but onto his whole face. Oh, it was hilarious. It was unreal. I'm like, okay, note to self: I'm going to grow these. I'm not going to eat them. Now. My wife, she'll make salsa, and she just uses one because I'm, I'm good with this. And and they've got a really good flavor. They really do. <laughs> but, yeah, they're not lying on the Scoville level. They're, they're, they're all there. And, 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 and for those of you who have a twisted sense of humor... Go online and look up Peter Pepper. Yeah, and we'll just leave it there. Okay? Yeah, there's yeah. a reason they gave yeah. it the name. It's a novelty. It, it's a novelty pepper, but it, it it is actually it is actually a very good pepper. And uh, <clears throat> I, I've handed those out to several folks, and you know everybody, of course, is just uber brave. Oh, I could eat anything, and I've had more people come back, dude. Those are hotter than Satan's toenails. Well, and, 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 and Amazon, Amazon, you can't. You got here, and we talked about it. And I, I took a little bit, and I said, here, just lick your finger, and then just stick it, stick it in the seeds, because I, I dehydrated all mine and just ground them up. And she stuck her finger in this little bowl, and just in the cap. I put them in like little pill bottles, and she got ready to lick it, and I had to stop her. And I took a toothpick, and I took off all but one little flake. And you put that one flake on your tongue, and and you said the same thing. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> and how long was it? Um, about 15 seconds. How hot was it? It was very hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I noticed, too? Bugs don't like Peter Peppers. They didn't get nowhere near those plants. <laughs> that is one of the one of my things I noticed in the garden. Maybe like, you need to you surround know, your garden with well, Peter Peppers. That's what I was kind of thinking. I'm like, well, okay, the bugs aren't messing with these. You know, of course, you got all kinds of little things you got to worry about in the garden. You know, and, and you know, I, I'm I'm watching my tomatoes. Well, what was cool was the Peter Peppers would would cross pollinate would cross pollinate with some of the tomatoes in that end of the garden. And, and the tomatoes had a really, really good bite to them from whatever he was telling me because I'm not a big tomato fan. And, I mean, I'll eat them, but, you know, I'm just not a big fan of them. And they're not a fan of me, apparently. But, anyway, they uh, uh, they had a real good bite to them. And so, and they my bell peppers that I had down at the other end, because I had bells and jalapenos also. And they, you know, everything was like cross-pollinating so well I was shocked. For my first garden, I was very, very, very happy. I and was, I was, yeah, your garden, well, I did any garden I've ever done. 
And again, like last year, when I think we brought it up at one of the one of the other podcasts, was you know why did your garden turn out well so well? It's because you saw everything I did wrong. That's it. <laughs> and there again, and I mean, it's still it's a constantly a learning curve because, uh, you know, I know what I want to do different this year. And, and talking with Amazon, she she's got a lot more gardening experience, and 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 she brought up a couple points we were talking about yesterday evening. You know that I'm going to try. You know, and 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 you know those being uh, you know, the penny thing. You know, the copper. I've never heard of that before. Okay. Now, while 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 we're here, while we're on this, Amazon, why don't you explain that? Um, putting throwing some pennies in your garden or in your potato pile that you're going to grow potatoes. It it prevents the bugs. The, the nematodes. Some of the, the bad nematodes. Right from. Coming in, it acts as a deterrent, especially you know when you're watering and that copper's getting wet, and it it helps. And, I, and I've heard I've heard of people putting like a, a pennies, a bunch of just a handful of pennies at the bottom of their water catchment system mm-hmm. that they use just for gardening. Same thing. So I've yeah. heard of it. I've never heard of anybody actually saying they've done it. You know, thinking about that, you know, and, and back into that subject of of, of with the the gardening, the pennies, I, I started to, I've been getting a lot of these little stories, country wisdom pamphlets on Amazon, as well as, you know, the the big encyclopedia. From you know, Amazon or on Amazon? Oh, from, yeah. <laughs> Am- Amazon.com. Yeah, this is where the confusion starts, y'all, trust me. Yeah, when you get a text message on Amazon, hey, this is Amazon, and you're like, What? Yeah, oh, yeah, and Dave, anyway. and, Dave's, and Dave happens to be looking at his Amazon account, I and then he gets a text and goes, "Hey, yeah. it's Amazon." I was sure Big Brother was watching me. <laughs> anyway, I, I got these stories pamphlets, and, and, I, and I, they're really good little reference guides. I think. I mean, I, they're just 30, 30, 40 pages, if that. I mean, they're real, real good for the back pocket when you're doing stuff. They got all kinds of different things. Uh, I, I, I recommend checking them out. Um, Anyway, so I got in there and I was looking. And I wanted to build uh, compost barrels for compost tea. So I have access to 55 gallon drums occasionally, and, and you know, empty ones have been used. And, and so I, uh, I put, I went ahead and built these uh, compost barrels. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, thinking out loud right now. I think I'm going to throw some pennies in the bottom of these also. You know, they'll be in water. I mean, it's worth a shot. But uh, and when I started pulling everything up at the end of the year on the uh, with the garden, I didn't have any nematode problems that I saw. My roots, everything was outstanding. So uh, I'm going to do a little bit of soil build up here pretty quick and and uh, get it ready to get it ready to go. Uh, so uh, as far as the, I've got three 55 gallon drums set up now for the tea. I found the burlap sacks at which. I just happened upon them. I went to Atwoods, and these come up from uh, South America. Uh, they were coffee bean bags, burlap sacks, and they were like a dollar a piece. So, of course, I grabbed a bundle of them and uh, brought them home, and, and those are going to be used for my compost bags. Compost tea. Yeah, compost tea. So, and I've also got a compost pile going out there, too, and, you know, I'm still kind of dealing with that working through that the biggest thing is keeping the dogs out of it <laughs> labs they're like yeah eggshells yum anyway <laughs> uh so i'm i'm 
you know, there's been a lot of a lot of learning this last year, but I was really happy that everything that I wanted to do that I talked about last January, uh, I, I was able to follow through and get it done. Um, coming into this new year, my newest thing is, and Amazon and both and I both have been talking. We've all three been talking about this, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna start the bees. Uh, talking with folks at Thumper Lane uh, Homestead been very very helpful to me and I love you guys a lot I really appreciate all the help you've been yeah they've, um, they've, they've, we've been talking with them about bees for years and and I'm finally I'm finally pulling the trigger on it uh, me and Amazon both we're gonna we're gonna both start hives and we're gonna work together through this this year that's our that's our 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 up-and-coming goal um, I really want to get this bee thing down because I'm really there we found a uh, uh, place down here in South Texas, and and there's a lot of that Texas climates being what they are. I wanted to keep something that was here within the state, uh, and and run that way because you you learn from folks the beekeepers of this area of what may work up north won't work down here. It's just like the garden thing. Texas sun right. is is different than full sun, so. Uh, well, one of the things that, you know, that, again, like we're talking about how unique we are, you know, being Texas, is that when we uh, were watching these videos, um, we, I'm pulling up the video right now, the, the guy here in Texas, he mentioned a couple of things in one of his videos, uh, his, his name, the video on YouTube is R. Weaver, W-E-E-A-V-E-R, B class. He gave a B class, and he is down... North of Houston, kind of northwest of Houston, so he's in our area. Yeah, he's in Navasoto. Right. And he had mentioned when he was setting his queen that you set them different than you would set them if you were in the northern climates so you don't kill your queen because we have heat and humidity issues. So if you just look up on YouTube, our Weaver B class, we were really impressed with that. And because we were impressed with the presentation he did, and the video he did, and just kind of some of the insight, and that we are a Texas climate, um, that's probably where we're getting our bees and all of our stuff. So, I mean, we were all impressed with that. I mean, Amazon, what did you think about that when we saw that? No, I thought the video was pretty informative, and I liked um, that, you know, we could even drive. That's what I liked. I liked that it was, you know, it wasn't a long a long way so we could save on shipping and oh, we can drive down and actually talk to the guy right, and, get, and get some real right, good insight right and you know even if we did decide to do shipping i mean that's not like a a one week journey or you know yeah i thought you know being local it would be a good good deal oh, it would be real good too as we talk to this guy enough times too it might be an idea for a future podcast yeah there you go talk to him you know just like with uh bob wells yeah, Bob Wills Nursery, we did him. You know, yep. I mean, it, it, this guy, I mean, I, I really liked his presentation was outstanding to me. He, he's, he keeps it down on the level. And one thing I've, I've noticed about about the, 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 the beekeepers, they are so helpful in what I've seen um, that they're really, really, you know, they'll go out of their way to help you to, to, to try to, bring that that part of agriculture back because honey is very very important and bees, bees are very important without bees we wouldn't have fruit i mean i posted that picture on our, on our page right 
uh, and it's so true. Without bees, you wouldn't have oranges. You wouldn't have you know all, right. all, the, all these fruits and, and, and stuff. They, they're a very important part of our system. So, uh, you know that that in itself, and what I like too is the fact that in in the state of Texas, that you know raising bees is actually considered uh, part of agriculture out here. I mean, it's you know you you, you still you can go to the ag extension and go get, to the ag, get information, right? And it's 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 very important, and they finally have recognized that in the state of Texas um, here, I guess, in the past few years, and and you know that. To me in itself is I'm like man that's it's all bonuses all the way around yeah you know and and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to to starting this venture me too yeah okay uh, Amazon before we get too far into what we're getting ready to get into I mean what what did you what did you get accomplished what were your challenges last year what did what did you run into um well I. I had a good productive garden again. Um, I ended up completing over a hundred buckets, which I felt pretty good about. Um, I started working on some different like skills and. Well, and you, you've been up here with us. We're about two months. Yes. And in two months, I just I'm amazed at the buckets that you've done here. Because in the first in the first month we did we did like six buckets. Uh, Amazon Amazon loves us, so I'm sure Bob loves us. You know all the places you order from love us, just for all the buckets that you're building and. Yeah. I, I, I that was one of the big upsides for me was I thought it was funny because now that. Now, now that Amazon is here, I've got somebody to do buckets with and do stuff with and all kinds of stuff. So that was really good. So that was that was a big strong point. Plus, we got you out of the Houston area, which is the catcher's mitt of all hurricanes and everything else. And everything else, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Mark the Noof, man, you got to get up here. You got to get out of there. Um, uh, yeah. So you, I mean. Well, this year before January, um, we, you know, I feel good about increasing our number of rabbits and having quite a few successful breedings there. Well, there's a funny story, and this has to do with before before January first, so it'll be it'll be in the past. Is that when you were transitioning up here, you did something and didn't think about it. Until after the fact. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I took my doe and my buck. Rabbits. As I, as I was moving, I had weeded out the rest of them and um, eaten them already since I knew I was moving. And in a panic, I thought, you know, I'll just get a, a dog cat crate and I can put them in together instead of buying two. Well, they're constantly separated. And not thinking, I just threw them in together with some alfalfa and timothy grass and drove up. And, Four hours later. And, you know, didn't think anything about it. And then we started doing some scheduled breeding. And well, we, Yeah, and you got here, and she got here late in, the, late in the evening. We took them and we put them into my existing rabbit cages. Separated, separated them. Separated. And about, 
a week or so later, you went out and decided to do a rabbit breeding. Yeah, with all of the rabbits, and then which I was amazed because she just did it. Hey, can I breed the rabbits? Yeah, go ahead. And I went out there, still in house shoes and sweats, <laughs> and she's out there breeding rabbits. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then uh, it was just a what, like a few weeks later, we had the surprise. We go out there and. We have baby rabbits. and we're That we think, weren't expecting right, for another we, week or two. At least about another three weeks, we were thinking, wow, these are really early. And then we so were... had some chicken brown cow going on in the car. They, they were... <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's funny is, is, what's funny is, is that we had gone out, I want to say a couple of days just prior to our surprise rabbits... We gone out and we cleaned out all the rabbit breeding, all the all right. the baby boxes. We cleaned them out Getting and prepared. we had, we had set them in place Just to try to be prepared in case right. we had something and we got distracted. So they had rabbit boxes, and four days later we had our, our all of a travel sudden, bunnies. Yeah, all of a sudden right. we got travel bunnies floating yeah. around. So <laughs> and and now we're calling them Alvin and the Chipmunks because those are some fat little guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're fat. Now we have just you know we. Now we have 13 newborns that are like a week old on top of the chipmunk gang. Right. And then now in that in that also we we were very excited about the whole thing of having the new rabbits and and doing all this other stuff and we're really not sure what happened but we had we had a, a setback which really made us reassess some things is that Alvin and the chipmunks rabbits there was five suddenly we only had three so apparently us showing people that we had these baby rabbits two came up missing they yes. weren't eaten they were they no. didn't fall out of the cage somebody took them which means and those two rabbits died because yeah they were not, still they were still milking they, yeah, were still, they weren't weaned or ready so, so that so we upped our security on <laughs> on the place a little bit yeah, and there's it's a hands-off policy now. Yeah, now it's hands-off. So, I mean, to you know, since since moving up here, um, before all my projects, training, everything, my garden, the rabbits, chickens, all of that, I always did everything by myself. Um, you know, I tried to network, and it just there weren't too many people that I was associated with that were into the same things. Or, or that you were trustworthy, that click, were, right. click with. Right. But since moving up here, um, you know, and having two people that, you know, are on the same page with me that I trust. I we, mean, think, we think we're behind you a page. <laughs> 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 well, we, you know, we've got so much accomplished already. I mean, before the first of the year, we already had uh, so much accomplished. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to think that, you know, another year from now, how much we'll have have gotten done and you know just i mean every month we're working on projects to make um you know the three of us more self-sufficient and mm-hmm. you know i'm excited i like the work and and, and this is this is okay now all of a sudden since we're since we're on since we're talking with amazon about this this is where it's really going to get exciting okay we're a week into the new year okay now it's really getting exciting because 
Amazon has her own mind and she's going to do her own thing, and I don't find out until we're on the way to pick something up what the hell's going on. <laughs> so, okay, so what has gotten, what have, what, what in the last week or two has gone on? Um, well, other than we had like a ton of, of baby rabbits born all on one of the coldest mornings. New Year's, yeah, right in the New yeah. Year area. I mean, that was exciting, but, um, We've decided, and I say we because you're on this page too now with me, that um, we've we went and got a Nigerian pygmy cross goat, and a, she is um, she's gonna kid any day now. She's, we think she's gonna kid tonight, <laughs> right? She yeah, she's showing signs of uh, labor right now, and the whole reason for wanting to go ahead and get the the goats. Were for milk, milk, cheese, soaps, things well, like that. And, and one of the things, one of the things with that, which I, I was, I was always reluctant to do goats because you have to fence so much area and all this other stuff. And I was again having to do all this mostly by myself. But I'm also not much of a milk drinker. Amazon's daughter is lactose intolerant, but she can drink goat milk. That's the only. No soy. No almond. No. Weird. That's the only kind of milk other than medical food she can have. So, so that, that's, that's a, a big plus. That's a big bonus. I mean, she can have you know the cheese, any of that. Plus, you know when you're when you're done and they're not doing what they're supposed to anymore. That's meat. Yeah. We're all about. We're all about the meat. We're all about the meat. Yeah. Yeah. So we so we got the goats. Um, now when we picked up the goat. Um, we were kind of impressed with the way the guy had it set up because he had his goat pen, which encompassed an eighth, an eighth of an acre, or a sixteenth of an acre. It wasn't really big. It was a it, it was a no. large it was a large suburban backyard, right? Style. With lots but of playhouses, lots of playhouses and tires for them to jump on. It was kind of funny. But then he had one little covered area. It looked kind of like a carport, a metal carport type thing. Probably about the size of a single car carport. But but he had these pallet caves in there, where he would take three sides, three sides, and make them only the pallet dip, top, and then put a top on it, and he'd fill them with hay, and he had a heat lamp in them, and then in, and then he would also have a pallet to go in front to to close with them the in babies. as a door when they had babies. So therefore, the 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 the, the baby you know the baby goats, I guess the kids, the, would stay with the mom, right. and they, she they would feed ha- them. She has to take she care has of them. to take care of them rather than run around and do her goat thing. So we actually we actually had mimicked. Some pallets. Yeah, yeah. We, we we had some pallets, and then and then of course Amazon went out, ran into town, started networking. Boom! All of a sudden, she's coming back with truckloads of pallets. <laughs> so we now have you know we now have a little a little birthing area for for the goat and and, we, it, and for future goats. Right, because after about three to four days, we'll take the kid off her. So we can get full-time milking her, and we'll bottle feed the baby. So right. we've got pallets for that. And then today, you sat there and surprised me and got the whole fence put up. Well, we we we. It's kind of fun, is that we we thought we talk about stuff and we design stuff and say where we want to put stuff. So she went off. She went off to work another project to help somebody else out who's kind of in our network, um, kind of 
outsourcing and doing helping somebody else with their projects and their big garden stuff. She went out to go help them, and while she was gone, I was just kind of had a down day. So I just kind of ran with it, and David brought me some tools that I needed, and I put up a goat pen, uh, 30 by 30, I guess, uh, something like that. And we went out, and then we just we got it together, and the goat ran around, and then she did a little Houdini on us and figured out how to get out. So I, I had to re- rework that. But That's still questionable. On Yeah, yeah, whether, whether, whether it was the goat or whether one of the kids helped get her out. But, uh, yeah, so now in one day we've got a goat pen. and So now we can get more goats. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm so excited. <laughs> and, and, and now, and we're in the new year. We've got goats. Uh, we're now working the goats. I mean, and, and now we're, we're getting ready to do bees because that's, I'm all about bees. But she wants to do it. I'm gonna let her do it. Yeah. Dave wants to do it. Y'all two knock yourself out. You all get you all little matching bumblebee suits and knock yourselves out. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I already know how the bees are here. Yeah, that's. how <laughs> the bees are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got stung. <laughs> I got stung by one of those European wasps right in the lip a couple years ago, and Dave said I look like the nutty professor. Um. So, so we got, we got the, we got the bees going. We got the goats going. Um, buckets. Yeah, we, we got Steadily a bunch of buckets. Sally working on buckets. We're getting ready for the gardening. We were sitting down today yeah. talking about the early gardens that we're getting ready right. to start. Um, another one was me and Amazon the other day were talking, and I'd always wanted to go out into my. I've got a, a, a small enclosed front yard, kind of like what your grandmother would have with a white picket fence. Um, mine's not white, it's brown because I'm not painting anything. <laughs> Beyond that, I created my orchard in my outer front yard. Well, I just kind of have my trees, and I just kind of, you know, whatever whatever Rob over at Bob Wells Nursery tells me to get, that's what I get. And Bob Wells Nursery here is in Lindale, Texas, and they ship. So if you need any weird exotic plants or, you know, trees or whatever, call them. Um, but uh, so what we did was, I had mentioned that I always wanted to map the property, so we spent we spent about three hours outside the other morning in freezing weather. Yeah, twenty three degrees. Yeah, twenty three degrees, fully fully suited up in our in our coveralls, and we walked around and we mapped what you know what what the compass heading was, how many yards it was from this tree to this tree to this tree, and blah 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 blah. What types of trees they were? We annotated what types they were. I actually had to build about four different maps. Because I have multiple different microclimates of my property. I've got the front yard. I've got a covered area, which is a little more forested. Um, while doing that, we mapped out a place to put the bees. When the bees get here to where they're not going to be disturbed. So we've got all kinds of mapping down. So I know where all my fruit trees are and what I've got. Which so when we go back to Bob Wells Nursery here in Lindale is yeah oh and I also yeah uh, right before the new year I took her to Bob Wells Nursery and introduced her to Rob and you know Rob was kind of happy he's like okay so she can get anything she wants anytime she comes right I'm like yeah she's got her own checkbook yeah I've got my own list too yeah so um, uh, one of the upsides to me that I forgot to mention was um, last year. there were some wants on on the tree list. There were not big wants for me, but but uh, Grandma Karen wanted uh, a pomegranate tree, so I added a pomegranate tree. I added an elderberry tree, and the last two trees I added 
were an were two avocado trees of different brands. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, and they are in the yard, and they will grow in Texas. In you know, I'm in north again. We're in northeast Texas, um, but we've got avocado tree. I have to baby them through the first two winters, but after that, they should be fine. So we're getting ready to be the only people in northeast Texas with <laughs> spitting out avocados and. Go to the grocery store. They're a dollar a piece. Yeah. I'm not a big avocado eater, but hey, if I can eat it and it's got good fat, I'm there. Guacamole, man. Yum. <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. So what else have you got coming up for the year, Dave? What else can you think of that we need to do? Well, I've got a, <clears throat> I got a lot of plans. I'm moving my, moving my uh, preps uh, into a better location in my house uh, i've got some space freed up and just just still working working the farm the farm stuff and hopefully getting a getting another tractor uh before long i've found out i really have a need for a front end loader just with the things going on out there uh and i'm going with something that's uh not going to be so, you know, because they're going to, I guess, from what I understand, that they're putting D, making DEF, uh, where it's got to be used on tractors, I believe, in 2016. So I'm, I want to get, get a diesel tractor this year. Um, I did get a whole bunch of, well, I didn't say a whole bunch of, because I'm not, not in debt, really to speak of. I mean, other than the fact I got one truck payment, I got, got the other one paid off and, uh, stuff like that, so I was able to do some financial rearranging and, and uh, get a lot of a lot of the pain in the neck stuff out, off my back uh, financially, which is really nice. Um, watch, especially watching the economy the way it's heading right now, with the oil prices dropping and Dow's right behind it. Uh, we're uh, I plan on getting some more implements out there. We all went together and did that log splitter thing, which has been yeah, outstanding. I was, I, I was waiting. I was waiting on that. Yeah. Um, we've one been. of the things was Amazon doesn't really play well with others, so she actually just kind of runs with things, and then <laughs> and then we incorporate our way in. We kind of just have to follow her lead because we're told to. She went out and put a down payment on a log splitter, and then the three of us together went in on a log splitter. Um we all went down and picked it up together. Um, the guy we picked it up from was not happy because she made sure that she made sure that we got one that was running and this and that. She kind of wore the guy out. The manager was fine because we bought a log splitter, but we got brought a log splitter black back. Um, it was here maybe an hour, and she had it up and running and was out there testing it. And um, I think the next uh, the next day or two, she was out there and got about a quarter of wood quarter wood a uh, quarter of a quarter wood split just to try to show me that she could do it uh and i think a day or so later i went out there and split some wood to show her that i could beat her i had to do twice the load she did and then uh, i think there was one more day we went out there and we split wood and we still got wood stacked in the yard and and we cleaned out a shed and got wood put away in the shed and now super dave's taking the log splitter over to his house and you're steadily getting your butt kicked right now. Yeah, I, yeah and not my, necessarily splitting it, but putting it up. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I. It's funny because we both we're both hobbling around because I mean I'm just it's you know, we're we're I'm, I've got what three big oak trees down 
thanks to the drought and, and, and severe weather and stuff and uh, just trees dying and we'll cut them down and, and you you're, you said you were up to 24 inch trees and oh yeah and we had we had a couple of 30s and so I had, I ended up getting another saw a really good steel chainsaw and and uh, just getting after it and the wife and I we just worked through it a little bit each weekend um, because you know by the time we get home with this time the time being what it is it's dark so we just working on the work them on the weekends and trying to get get some wood put up and and uh, uh it's just been us an ongoing thing and eventually these muscles will quit hurting but well yeah if i can quit with goat pens and trying to stay ahead of amazon i'll be good yeah right <laughs> yeah we uh but yeah the log splitter and we're going to do the same thing with the tiller yeah we're going to get we're going to get a tiller and dave's dave kind of got a, a tiller spec'd out so we're going to do a tiller together and sharing equipment now Sharing an equipment is like sharing in a hunting property. You really have to trust the people you're doing it with, and you really have to know them well, because we don't share the log splitter with people. Um, we we don't share our equipment with people. It's between you know the three of us, and that's it. And that's it. So yeah. that's just because it's kind of like the old adage: How do you make your best friend your enemy? Have them move in. Yeah, right. So right. yeah, we don't we don't want to do that well, because it, if something gets broke and doesn't get fixed, it it creates bad blood. Well, it, it rate it rates up there. Everybody, anybody that's got a pickup truck or a trailer knows that. Help hey, hey, can you help me move? Or hey, can I borrow your trailer? Where every time I've loaned a trailer out, it's come back with a busted tail light or something wrong with it, or, or the wiring's messed up or whatever. So my easiest answer to that is no. And that's just it. I mean, it has to be something I absolutely trust that's going to take care of my equipment. And but I'm, not, I'm not trusted because every time I need a trailer, Dave has to drive the truck. Yeah. But then but again, I, you know, I'm Mexican. I may steal it. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, but you know, with the splitter, I mean, that's ours, and and you know, it it's just the way it is because people that borrow stuff have a tendency not to take as good a care of it as you would because you're the one that's out the money. Right. So, um, but yeah, we, Joe and I have done this years ago in the past, just in, in hunting gear and, and in just all kinds of facets of, of, you know, different things, you know, work trucks and, and, and stuff like that. We've always, you know, tools and, you know, we've always gone in on, on stuff and, and, and you know it's always worked out fine. I mean, it's the trust factor is the most important thing. You've got to have somebody that you trust, absolutely trust. And uh, uh, you know that being said, you know that's why this trio that we got with with the preps, man, it, it's it's great because you know we train together. Um, I'm going to say this for Amazon. Uh, she came up here, and we started doing a little bit a little bit of trigger time. You know, and and just you know, Joe, Joe and I watch and watch her shoot, and and it's just it's it's brushing up on you know things we see. That's why I love to I love to be videoed if I'm doing any kind of shooting or the new the new stuff, right? Because it, you see the mistakes you make, or if you have those around you that you absolutely trust that you're comfortable with, you're going to do things you don't realize, and they're bad habits. We all have. Them. You know, and in fine tuning those, it makes you better at what you do. Um, 
my wife got me a new set of sights for my, my Springfield pistol for Christmas. And I knew the issues I was having and I've been I've been changing stuff. I've been, you know, the way I do things and trying to build up muscle memory and 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 your 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 Springfield X D we have similar pistols. Right. My Springfield X D is dead on. Right. Dave's was off by like a foot. Yeah, it was low. And it was an elevation thing. It was low. But when he shoot mine it was fine and when I shot his it was off but so we knew it was the sights. Right. Now, you got your new sights on your new pistol. Right. And, and I've, I've dialed in. I'm like, uh, it's, it's just, I'm, I've just, I've noticed the change with myself in shooting the silhouettes, uh, that how much better and how much more control and how much, how much more accurate I am and, uh, my shot placement and everything else. Now, going back to Amazon, she, I Amazon's been running nine millimeters. I've been highly impressed just to, in just the past couple months. Right, and, and when she seeing. was running, she was running nine millimeters, right. and she's we've got a couple nine millimeters, and she's got some nine millimeters, and we were working on those, and she was doing fine on those. We were working on little issues to make her better and better, and then she grabbed Dave's pistol with his new sights. And she was rock on right in there, and it was an upgrade from a nine millimeter or forty five. And she didn't really know you didn't really notice the difference, though, did you? No. So the the kick, the recoil, it was a longer. I mean, it worked out well. And then we had a, we had a fallback sabotage. And the fallback was I was still running factory sights on mine, so with mine she had an issue. Dave's were so bright and so natural. That the fiber optic sights on his pistol just made the difference, and so now we're going to go to all those. Um, that was awesome. Um, yeah, you Amazon, you just came through the roof with Dave's pistol, just jumping from a nine millimeter to a forty-five. Um, another one we did was we we uh, yeah we well we've got a couple things going on here. One was we had our. On a bunch of our ARs, we were running big scopes. Okay, but the problem was, was we had, we were having issues with close-in targets. It was just too much optic, so we dropped. So Amazon got up here, and we went back to uh, Trigicons. Um, it's a 42 millimeter lens, um, no batteries. We don't like batteries. It's a reflex. It's the reflex, and it's on. And now we're just working and. Amazon, we're doing pop-up drills, and she's just throwing that, throwing her AR up and knocking them down. And uh, one of the big things that we have to tell people who are uh, shooters, and this goes for both Bob's websites, is that uh, right off the bat, she was—you were a little upset that you weren't hitting a four-inch disc. Yeah. And uh, then we threw up a silhouette, and then we threw up a silhouette, and found out why. Well, this is because you're putting all your—you're putting a twenty or thirty-round mag into a six-inch circle. So half of your rounds were hitting the four-inch circle, but the other half were hitting the the six-inch. So who really cares if you're hitting a six-inch circle? I don't so, now. You're right. And then and then because of course Amazon always has to one-up us, <laughs> she wanted to go into the next rifle. So we've got a couple of long-range rifles set up. Um, one of them was the uh, Mosin-Nagant um, with the Archangel stocks added. Um, it's a seven. It's a seven six two by five four R. It is a long, heavy, heavy bullet. And she was pinging targets right off the bat, 
just an entire magazine without flinching, and she loved it. So then she wanted to know what else was bigger we had. <laughs> so we ended up pulling a similar rig out, a 7mm Magnum, with a similar Archangel-style stock on it, bipod, the whole setup. And everybody, we have a we have a pretty much a weekly breakfast meeting here uh, out of the local facility where we get a bunch of people who are retired federal people, police officers, this kind of stuff, and we all sit down and go over stuff. And she wanted to go to the next bigger thing, and everybody was telling her the seven millimeter mag was going to kick her butt. She actually showed him it didn't happen, right? Because when I pulled it out, I wasn't. I, I remembered I put a new optic on it, and I remembered I started zeroing it. I didn't remember if I finished. So I fired a check round on a target, and the bullet went a half an inch to the right of dead center. So I gave it I gave it an adjustment, and I fired a second round. And it, I, I ticked the same hole, but I moved it where I wanted and I thought I was, okay, good, we're done. It's zeroed. I verified the zero. And I handed her the rifle. And me and Dave were discussing earlier that this is very unusual for two people to have the same stance. She shot, and looking through the scope, she said she missed the target. And we walked down and we looked. And she cloverleafed my first two holes. All three bullets were basically in the same hole. We could see where there were three different nicks out of each one. So, yeah, she could pretty much handle anything. So, for the ladies out there, um, Amazon's talking about opening up, running her, starting her own Facebook group and some other stuff. Because if, if you think that you can't do it, um, me and Dave are having a really good time trying to keep up with her. All right. <laughs> um, we run into many people who will run with her any day because. I built a goat pen today just to try to get ahead of the game because I'm having a hard time keeping up with her splitting wood and everything else. So what else you guys got? That What are, what are some of the other things we're looking Well, one, I mean, with, with the three of us, we're I think this year we're going to start jumping, and we've been doing this for years together with me and Dave uh, and, and, and talking with Amazon and networking and talking with Bob and all this. But I think this year... We're fitting to jump exponentially oh, out yeah. there. Um, this last year, we had our weekly prepper training classes at our local library. We were giving classroom time. Um, we don't do weapon stuff in the open like that. We just don't. We leave that to Bob and Ben and some of the more some of the guys who really have facilities and insurance and all that to do that kind of stuff. But I think we're getting ready to jump exponentially this year. Oh yeah, I see it. I hope. I see it. Hey, if we're if we're on the if we're on the you know the three month track that we're on right now, we're going to get more done in this year than I think we've done in three or four years. Well, really, what really helped me on my end was like I said, just just doing making the decisions I made and, and uh, just on the financial aspect where I, I see what's coming, like we all do, um, and being fortunate enough to be able to move some things around and channel some things to where I could really this year is going to be is 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 there's going to be a lot put away as far as where I need to be with the food and the buckets and stuff like that because I'm nowhere where I want to be with the buckets at all 
but you know most of my focus being what it was year before last was was building the house well yeah for the last couple years we've been building the house and now you're in the house and now we're working on right now we're working on your homestead we're the last couple years we've been working on the homestead so now your homestead is up so now we get to refocus right so now it's it's back to it's back over to to uh get get more food and stuff uh put up you know which i i've I've got a little bit but like i said i i don't want to i i don't have the the tonnage that i would like to have put away it's it's just one of those things that we you know i'm getting there uh it's like i said in earlier podcasts you know we got to do things in baby steps you know we got to do what we can with what we got you know it's like a bob how bob uh ends all the podcasts you know we we got to you just got to take a step at a time, put one foot in front of the other. Um, so many times I hear people that say they've got, they, you know, they don't have the money to 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 do this and to do that. And to me, I'm sorry, that's it's that's a, a, a bad excuse. And I will argue that all day long because you know what? You walk down the aisle at Walmart, everybody's got to go grocery shopping. Um, two is one, one is none. Okay. You see something on sale just during the holidays in particular. After the holidays. After when the holidays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> canned canned foods, Libby's canned foods, fifty cents a can. Oh yeah. They thought I lost my mind and I walked out of Walmart. I have got okay. I've got yeah. a really good one for you. We're sitting here giggling yeah. about this. So it was a couple of days after after Christmas and we happened to be in our local grocery store and I just happened to look over and I saw a price tag on a bird and it was 99 cents a pound. And I'm like, but it was a weird shaped bird. And I looked at it, I'm like, check this out, Amazon. It's a goose. And the standard price was like almost $6 a pound. And they were getting rid of it for 99 cents a pound. So we picked up this goose for like 11 bucks. I wouldn't have bought it myself, even though it was 99 cents a pound, which is cheaper than hamburger. And what did you say? Oh, I have a great recipe for this. I know I how can, to cook this. I can cook this. So for New Year's, we had a New Year's goose. And it was. It was awesome. I'd always thought that goose was kind of like duck and it could be greasy. And it absolutely wasn't. I think we ate the last of the of the goose last of the goose sandwiches last oh. yesterday afternoon or last night. It was so good. Oh yeah, yeah. Fat kid was out. You're out, dude. Oh no. You missed it. It was that good. Nope. See, you see, y'all see, I'm treated right. Just saying. <laughs> hey, hey, fat, 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 fat kid. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We fed you tonight. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're getting ready to go just crazy on a bunch of this stuff. Um, I, I think putting it out there. I think looking looking forward in this year. I mean, we're all very very highly motivated on where we're heading. Uh, well, we're trying to keep up with Amazon. Yeah, right. And, and, and <laughs> she's been she's been just a motivator. Well, she's our fire now because we you had know, fire in the beginning, but doing it all by yourself can kind of wear on you. Right. Find somebody who's a motivator. You know, and, and you know, I'm I'm just jazzed about the. You know, going into this next venture with the yeah. bees, and I've also I've also now have a garden Yoda <laughs> that I can go to, you know, and, and and learn some more things. And I mean, I've got things in place with that, and and I'm I'm just really jazzed and can't wait to 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 get the rubber on the road with it. You know, just having to be patient, and wait for the stuff to be available, you know, yeah. and, and the stores and stuff. Uh, uh, I have been wearing 
Amazon.com <laughs> clarification out via through through Bob. Uh, I'm hoping you're you've been getting a good di- uh, a good uh, commission on that commission yeah. on that for, we, for this the Christmas Bob because I tell you what I've I've been putting uh, I've been I've been getting a lot of preps for Amazon. Um, and you know, David mentioned these pamphlets and stuff that he gets. I mean, everything that we do, and this is for all of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, get on the forum. I mean, we're we're there to answer questions for everybody. I mean, Mark the Noof, um, Fighter Doc, all of the people that we consider our go-to expert people on, on different realms. They're all there. Um, but we get all the stuff through Amazon. We always go through Bob's page to get it. Um, we try to help Bob out wherever we can. Um, Bob, buddy, we're, we're, we're here praying for you and your wife and, and your family. Uh, Always. So, uh, everybody, if you're, when, you're, when you buy, and when you buy pamphlets or when you buy gear or whatever, and if it's coming through Amazon, it takes an extra, like, four clicks to go through Bob's page and do it. You know, Dave actually cheated, and he opened his Amazon account through Bob's page. So, Dave, but Dave just has to go through his normal Amazon now, here's a fun one. Um, well, I was on Handgun World the other day, and I saw something. I saw a little alert. Um, this is for, that, for Bob's other page. Bob is hosting a class in April on Handgun World. I'm going to leave that alone, and I'm going to make you go to Handgun World and look at that. Mm-hmm. It's a class in April. It's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Woo-hoo. The three of us are talking about going. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about bringing half the network with us. So I'm going to get Bob a head count, and uh, we're going to get some fun sent over. And uh, if you'd like to kind of meet everybody and network and see who everybody is and, you know, shake hands with everybody and see who everybody is, get with Bob and uh, get signed up for that class. We are multifaceted. We do all of the prepping and all of the today's survival stuff, and we are there and we are on the forum. I know that everybody's been a little slow with the holidays, but holidays are over. It's time to ramp back up and get into the training. I mean, we're doing the we're doing the prepper training. We're doing our classes locally. We're doing the podcast, helping Bob out there. And now it's time for us to go and get some Bob training and go, you know, go hang out with Bob and Ben and see how many people and see how big a class we can do. Right now, Bob's got to set up for one day. We can fill it up. Maybe we can get two. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, all right. Well, let's let's close up. Uh, uh, Amazon, you got anything else you want to throw in there? Anything that you think we've missed? You know, other than we got the goose covered and everybody else. I mean, what? Um, what? No, that's. I think that's about it. Just keep prepping on. Keep prepping on and keep training because yeah. Amazon, her weapon stuff's going through the roof, and me and Super Dave, we're trying to catch up with all her other stuff because we we're doing it, but. She's cray cray on doing it, so we're trying to keep up with her. Yeah, I just want to say uh, I haven't been on the forum a whole lot lately. I just I've been really busy. Uh, of course, you know we're just coming off hunting season and stuff too. So, uh, you know, I'll be getting back on there here pretty quick. Uh, I know I've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, Bob, I just want you to know, buddy, I've been praying for you every morning. I go to work. Uh, we love you, man, and and I'm happy to see that things are looking looking better and looking good for you and i cannot wait till april uh i should be able to put my put my arm around your neck and give you a hug buddy 
Um, dog pile. Yeah, we're going dog pile. <laughs> uh, you know, we've, there's been a lot of people out here praying. We all care, and, and you know, we know you've had a tough year, man. Uh, but you know what? It's it, it, it. You know, God, God's got your back, and 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 you got all of us. You know, support. So, uh, you know, just keep pushing on, buddy. And uh, we're here. So, anyway, uh, rest rest of the, the the listeners out there, just just like I said, just do what you can. Um, one foot in front of the other, and uh, I'm, I'm going to say again, uh, building a network, um, building a, a bond between uh, folks that, that are doing the same thing is very important. You cannot do this on your own. You know, you've got to have you've got to have the support of other people around you, well, in in prepping, uh, because uh, you well, can't you can't know it all. You can't. There's and no you can't, way. And you can. You'll you, never we, know it all. Well, and we we've been very versed in a lot of different things. Right. But we we don't think we actually have an expertise in any one thing. And then Amazon got up here, and she's been doing it longer than we have, and she's got deeper knowledge and deeper information on a bunch of stuff we've never really delved in, and and it's really helping out. So yeah, getting a network and getting. I mean, we're beyond a group. We're into the network, but we're but we're a very solid network. And this is only three of us sitting here. And a normal barbecue around here in the springtime is like 20, 30 people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, but, you know, every day, and, you know, Joe and I have an old adage, and and Amazon does too because of, of her background, you know, if it ain't raining, it ain't training. You know, we 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 do what we can. It doesn't matter. Weather, weather does not slow us down. Uh, there's always something to be done. Um, it's just a matter of getting your focus and, 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 uh, and just, you know, the only way to start is to begin. I've said that in the past. Well, and the other thing is, is, you know, back to another one that Dave brought up here a couple podcasts back was the only way to finish the race is to start it. Yep. You've got, you've got to, you've got to get, you got to get going to get there. And right now, more than any other time we think in our history, and we're not fear-mongering here, is that whatever it is, it's getting close. Because we've got a lot of different stuff going, and try not to go political, but it really doesn't matter whether you're voting for the D or the R, something's coming. So we need to make sure that you know, we just, we're as prepared as we can be. We're never going to get to the end. So, well, that's it. Um... We're going to sign off here, so uh, Amazon, thank you for coming. Thank you. Dave? <laughs> As usual, I'm always here, just not always heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mexican Joe, Super Dave, and Amazon. Signing off, thank you much, and prep on.